Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So let's talk a little bit about Vice. It's a movie. Adam McKay, same guy who made The Big Short. And I will tell you that The Big Short, while it doesn't fully explain the housing crisis, it's a terrific movie. They don't get every fact right. But as a movie, in terms of the drama, in terms of the acting, the story, how it was woven together, that movie is sensational. Couldn't recommend it highly enough as a movie you should see. Adam McKay went back to the well with Vice. Christian Bale being a vice president, Dick Cheney, putting on, what, 60 pounds for the role? I mean, he's a guy who gets into his work and and, uh, getting the accent right and the attitude right, totally uncanny. And then the Golden Globe nominations came out, and the next thing you know, Vice is at the very, very top of the list Six nominations. Beats out uh, A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Beats out Green Book with Ali and and, and Viggo Mortensen. And there's another film called The Favorite, a film I don't know anything about. But is that that him as Gary Hart? Hugh Jackman is is Gary Hart. That is uh, uh, The the Favorite. Um, This, though, about Vice, getting these Golden Globe nominations is exactly why when you see the funeral and the and the adulation or, or adoration given to George Herbert Walker Bush from uh, the folks at CNN and MSNBC, you should be suspect. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Vice is an absolute attack on every level on Dick Cheney, and on George Walker Bush. Every conversation about George Bush is stupid and created into this character played by Sam Rockwell, and I'm not going to say anything about Sam Rockwell's uh, acting. I'm not going to get into that. I've engaged a full series of of, of reviews on this. I'll have my own uh, soon enough. I like Sam Rockwell as an actor. I like Christian Bale as an actor. These guys are serious about what they do. But the movie itself is about creating this world where George W. Bush was a complete and total moron and Dick Cheney railroaded him on everything and took power and took control when he simply did not deserve it. Why is this movie getting all these nominations? Because it is exactly that. It is taking to uh, the arts a way of uh, recreating history. Because this is what people will remember. They don't remember Sarah Palin. They remember Tina Fey as Sarah Palin. I could see Russia from my house. That's what people remember. That's why culture is so unbelievably important and why the people on the political right lose every time because they can't figure out how to engage culture at all. They, they they refuse to spend the money on it. They refuse to, 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 to create good content around it, to write good stories, to fictionalize a story. They, they won't do any of that. 
they won't turn it into something hip and now. They just, they, I don't know, They've either they don't have the DNA for it or they don't have the willingness to accept the fact that they might lose money. But it's not about the money. It's about putting the the the, the, the concept out there, putting the narrative uh, out there. They, they just don't want to even fight. They don't want to compete. They don't know how or they're afraid to, whatever the case may be. But if you were to turn on any of the cable news outlets, if I were to turn around right now here in my studio, the TV above me is uh, is showing the funeral of uh, George Herbert Walker Bush right there in Houston. And the Bush family in the front row, and they're singing along, and the choir is singing. And yesterday, it was nothing but tributes from all these politicos about how George Herbert Walker Bush really brought, up, brought us together and really brought out the best in us. They hated George Herbert Walker Bush. They were thrilled he was only a one-term guy so they could get in their baby boomer lover, Bill Clinton. They were just overjoyed. They were thrilled with calling him a war criminal. They were thrilled with calling him a baby killer. Time and again and again, I hated the man. And now I'm supposed to believe they love him? Oh, look how cool George W. Bush is. Man, you know, he's really just a... Just a guy, oh, look, he's sharing candies with Michelle Obama. Isn't that cute? Oh, look at the funeral. He slipped her another candy. Isn't that, isn't that uh, uh, amazing? Oh, listen to that speech, and look how he took on Donald Trump. You know, George W. Bush, he, he really was misunderstood. And in the same breath, they make this movie that calls him a schmuck. It's really important that we not get confused. The amount of people out there who are so desperate to make this claim about loving George Herbert Walker Bush, to be able to use it as a slam against Donald Trump, is such a great and growing number. It is horrific and shameful, but it's nonetheless true. It's nonetheless true. And it's why I'm, I'm, I, I, I've kind of stayed away. There are, there, are, there are so many videos out now. Uh, just, you know, basically super cuts of putting this together. Free Beacon, I think, does a great job of this. And I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Because it's it's just so ugly. And we know that it's ugly. Yet, you know, here we are. Here we are. They're going to tell me how great he is while they're going to celebrate a movie that talks about how what a moron his son is. And they're going to talk about how great George Walker Bush was when he passes and they made a movie calling him a moron. These are the people who want to tell us about standards. Speaking of standards, oh my gosh, uh, Michael Avenatti. It's such a great story. Michael Avenatti takes to the Twitter box. By the way, he's decided not to run for president. I know, right? Avenatti would have been so great running for president. I actually picked out his music uh, when, when he walks in. Uh, you know, people have got music when they walk into the, to the big arena or, or, or the event and they're going to give a speech. I actually have his walk-in music. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. I love I it. I gotta run. I gotta run. I think I it's gotta run. pretty appropriate. I, run. I work at Burger King making Flamboy Whoppers. I wear paper hats. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Michael Avenatti takes to Twitter. New journalism standard, writes Michael Avenatti. As long as you say, quote, according to TMZ, unquote, in your piece, you are good. No need to confirm or do any other reporting. No need for real sources or to seek comment. 
just regurgitate whatever TMZ posts because it's all about the clicks. Is Michael Avenatti lecturing to us about standards? <laughs> Is he really that tone deaf? You need to confirm or do uh, other reporting. You need real sources. Julie Swetnick is a liar. She was never at an event with, with Brett Kavanaugh. She was never abused by Brett Kavanaugh. She would never saw him do the things that she said uh, she did. We know that Avenatti made it up from beginning to end, and he's going to tell us about standards. Stormy Daniels says that he did things as a lawyer without her consent and raised money without her knowledge, and he's going to talk about standards? Honey badger don't care. Damn straight. This is just, this is special. He is a special, special little flower. Is Michael Avenatti. Oh, I wish he had run. I wish he had run. But don't worry, you'll, you'll, I think we'll still see him on CNN. I wonder, I mean, CNN built him up. If, if you want to complain, remember that CNN are the ones who built him up and thought he was a hero and thought he was important and, and, and legitimized him. You know, morning, noon, and night, that's, that's, they're the ones who legitimized him. Delegitimatized. No, no, no legitimized uh, Al Sharpton. Oh, God, never, never mind. And she, he, he clearly... Uh, abuse Stormy Daniels, they, they've worked out their problems. Yeah, they worked out their problems because he's a possible gravy train for her, and this is how they got they got to be together. They're, they're in the great game now. They got to stay together and, and keep the dollars flowing. Avenatti on standards. The, the, the press apparatchik telling you how much they loved HW and how much they're going to love W while attacking. They think they can hold and talk to us, to us, to us about standards. I'm Tony Katz. The body of George Herbert Walker Bush being brought into the cathedral there in Houston. Funeral continues. He will be laid to rest next to Barbara, their daughter, Robin. They're at College Station. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY. Feel free to be a part of the show. 833-468-8669. There is a tremendous amount of free time in America. And I don't even understand how this is a story, but I'm asking uh, the legal eagles out there to explain it to me. Now, if you're watching the show, because we stream uh, on on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. I'm, I'm watching the comments. If you're on Twitter at Tony Katz, I'm watching it there too. 833-GOT-TONY uh, is the number. I share with you this story. It's about a Packers fan. You know, the Green Bay Packers. They're 4-7-1. They're just terrible. That's the team. Never mind the fans. I'm kidding. They're lovely people. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to uh, to to the stadium there? You many, ever been? Many times. Right. Gorgeous. Oh. Absolutely, positively gorgeous. I, I have been there. It is uh, where Green Bay plays is, is is amazing. Beautiful, beautiful stadium. Well, this guy is a Packers fan. 
But he lives in Chicago, and he is a uh, Chicago Bears season ticket holder. So what he wants is to be able to be a Packers fan even when he is there watching the Bears. He says that the team has barred him. Wait a second. There we go. The team has barred him from pregame events at Bears-Packers games because of his Packers gear. He's also suing uh, the National Football League. He wants to be able to go to events in full Packers getup as a, at Bears events, and the Bears are saying, no, you can't do that. Why can't, why can't he do that? Why in the world can't he wear what he wants to wear? How, how do the, how do the Bears uh, I- even think that they can litigate this? It's so, this is an example, first of all, having way too much free time. Americans have way too much free time. But I'm curious, how how can you stop him from doing this? Now, there is another side to this. If you are a, why would, why would you even have season tickets to the Bears? Why, why, why would you do that? See, he's, there's a whole loyalty program that goes on uh, with this, and, and the, the Bears are saying that it's, it's, it's preventing other people from having their fan experience. The NFL puts itself in a weird spot from time to time. Wouldn't it be easier to say, whatever, man? Whatever, just don't pay him any mind. But you're going to try and stop him? You're going to try and prevent him? He pays his money? What, what's the point of it all? What's the bloody point of it all? That both sides of this lawsuit are just unfathomable to me. You're a Packers fan, but you have Bears season tickets. Nope. Don't get that at all. The guy wants to dress up like a Packers fan, and you as the Bears want to stop him. Don't you know that's going to end up in total disaster for you? It's like when uh, the Book of Mormon came out. Trey Parker, Matt Stone. And the guys who created South Park. And when Book of Mormon came out, the Mormon church didn't protest. The Mormon church didn't take to the streets. The Mormon church didn't tell you, hey, don't don't go see this show. You know what the Mormon church did? They bought full-page ads in the program that said, you've seen the musical, now learn about the religion. They ran ads in the program to say, hey, Mormons, we're actually pretty cool. Yeah, the coffee thing is true, but the rest of it's pretty cool. Come check us out. That's how you do it. That's how you handle your business. It was smart. It was effective. It was worthwhile. Now, how many many more uh, Mormons did it bring? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. By the way, do you ever see Book of Mormon? You ever seen it? That's an unbelievable musical. If you've never... Just good, Ari? It's just, not in my top. It's not my favorite. It's not in your top what, though? It's not in your top what, It's Ari? not... It's probably like... Rex Reed, I'm asking you a question. He's probably, it's not it's your probably, top It's what? probably third. Third. So wait, wait, what are your top two musicals? Avenue Q is number one. Avenue Q is really good. 
Avenue Q is really, really good, right? Because puppets have sex on stage. Yes, it, it is fantastic. Right. Um, man, it's a tough call. I do. I did love The Lion King, and I did like Wicked. Right, Wicked. Oh, Wicked is a tremendous show. So I have not seen Hamilton yet, and you I have not seen no. Hamilton yet. So we that, should, uh, Tony Katz Promotions is going to send win a, win a prize package with Tony and producer R to see Hamilton. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why would I send you to see Hamilton? Well, you're going to go with me. What do you mean I'm going with you? It's you and me and a winner, a lucky fan. I don't think you understand how any of this works. I really... No, I'm not taking you to see Hamilton. Well, I thought we were kind of friends, but oh, wow. maybe I was mistaken. Yeah. Well, what a way to find out. Overheard. Here's Brian. Hey, good news for those of you who've been worried sick and losing sleep over that climate tax in France that has caused weeks and weeks of protests. Although it was mostly during the weekend that the protests were going down. I mean, look, stand up against an oppressive government and all that, but people still got to make a living, you know? Anyhow, French President Emmanuel Macron has suspended that climate tax. When we see people in the streets without a home, there's misery everywhere. The cost of living, everything is so expensive. Pensioners are struggling. It's hard for everyone. Sounds like Southern California. And Northern. And Central. But why do you blame Macron? What exactly is he doing? Because Macron's an idiot. Yeah, but what do you like best about him? Now, again, keep in mind the climate tax has only been suspended pending further discussions. Meanwhile, the fires from the protest against the climate tax have released enough CO2 into the atmosphere to give Beijing China a run for its money. Hey, remember the good old days when Apple made great products by implementing technology that Steve Jobs stole from other companies and developers and then utilized that to better serve humanity by buying sprawling mansions, luxury cars, boosting shareholder profits, all while simultaneously failing to take responsibility for the welfare of his biological daughter whom he denied was actually his? Yeah? Well, Steve's dead now, you know. But don't worry. Apple continues in that bold tradition of upholding the highest in ethical standards now that Tim Cook, the self-appointed Fuhrer of goodness, decency, and morality, is in charge. Good old Timbo suggested this week it is a sin to not ban certain people from social media and technology platforms. That's why we only have one message for those who seek to push hate, division, and violence. You have no place on our platforms. Okay, good on you, Timmy. Now then, when you finish preaching and complete your God-given mission as the social media and content Christ, could you guys possibly work on developing at least one iPhone software update per year that doesn't screw everyone's phones up six ways to Sunday? Oh, and also, your factories in China need new nets. Yeah, the $2 an hour workers attempting to jump to their desks, they're reporting that the current setup is getting a little dry-rotted. And finally, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who we all universally acknowledge is the greatest intellectual mind of our time, wants you to know a little something about clean, renewable energy. And it's inevitable that we can use the transition to 100% renewable energy as the vehicle to truly deliver and establish economic, social, and racial justice in the United States of America. Economic, social, and what? And racial justice in the United States of America. Racial justice through renewable energy. Okay, I'm hip to what's going on now. There is no way this woman is legit. She's gotta be doing it. Andy Kaufman. I'm Brian Baker. Have a nice day and rest in peace, President Bush. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you very much. Producer Brian Baker, thank you. Tony Katz, 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. Really quick, we all understand what racial justice means, right? Racial justice, economic justice, social justice. Um, 
those are all terms for wealth redistribution. Anytime you see something in justice, it is about money. It is about the redistribution of wealth, which is to say the redistribution of power and control. Because if they're allowed to tax you for this, tax you for this, you pay for this, you pay for that, you have to give up more of what you earn to give to other people because somehow that's going to end racism. That's about control of other people. However, for people to be on the grift, racism or racist issues or race issues can never end because they have to be able to find ways to get paid. So the issue never ends and you always pay. That's racial justice. That's social justice. Putting an end to racism, I don't even know if that's possible. If you find me and show me instances of racism that we can end, I'm all in. But anytime you see racial justice, like social justice or economic justice, all of that, I think you'll see sometimes sometimes climate justice. That's wealth redistribution from beginning to end. That's all that's ever been. It's all it will ever be. Uh, by the way, uh, Greg on uh, uh, Twitter there, uh, Ari says, Newsies, great show. Newsies is a good show. Uh, way too much of a commie pinko show for me, uh, but but still great show. A lot of great musicals out there. I don't even I don't know how I would I would rank. I I, I mean I don't, I'm I'm not good enough to do it. I just enjoy it. You know what the worst musical is? The worst uh, musical I've ever seen? Rent. Rent is all the music in Rent is great. The story in Rent is so absolutely horrific and terrible and pathetic and sad uh, that I, it can't even be believed. Another great musical, You're in Town. Oh, not You're in Town. You're in. You're in Town. You're in Town's terrific. What kind of musical is this? It's, it's You're in Town. It's very, very good. Lena Dunham, what an admission. That's coming up. This is a big arrest. This comes out of Canada. That Meng Wenzhou, I hope, I believe I'm pronouncing her name properly. She is the CFO of, um, now this I've never pronounced uh, properly, H-U-A-W-E-I. I don't know if it's Huawei. I'm not sure. Or Huawei. They make cell phones. They make computers. And for forever, this company has been accused of, spying uh, for the Chinese government, of stealing uh, of technologies. There's been a whole host of subjects going on here. And now the CFO uh, has uh, been arrested in Canada. Part of what is happening here is the U.S. has been probing the company over possible violations of sanctions against Iran. Congressman Jim Banks, who is from the Indiana 3rd District, a uh, member of the House Armed Services uh, Committee, said the arrest of the CFO for attempting to violate U.S. sanctions against Iran is not surprising. Evasive and illegal tactics are their specialty. I applaud this action taken by our Canadian counterparts, counterparts uh, our Canadian partners, I should say. They are, they, uh, this company, uh, I think, how do I pronounce it? Huawei? Uh, is a state-directed entity actively undermining America's national security, and I will continue to call out their activities. This all comes as Trump and, and President Xi Jinping were there at the G20 summit 
trying to work on trade deals. Except there's a backstory here that nobody knew. She got arrested December 1st. She got arrested December 1st, so as everything is kind of going down, she's been uh, detained six days. Six days the story didn't get out. Would have had a a different effect on markets and, and and a whole series of things going on. One of the largest telecommunications and equipment and service providers in the world. They're the second biggest smartphone maker after Samsung. China has said that the tension without any reason violates a person's human rights. Uh, Anytime China talks about human rights, I just... I just kind of giggled to myself softly. We have made solemn representations to Canada and the U.S. demanding that both parties immediately clarify the reasons for the detention and immediately release the detainee to protect the person's legal rights. Well, if there is a conversation about whether or not they're working with uh, the, the Iranians while working with the United States, there are rules about this. Pick one. I mean, that's, that, isn't, that, isn't that the Trumpist rule? Pick one. Just that easy. Just pick one. That's all we're asking you to do. This is pretty interesting. This is pretty interesting. How this plays out is going to be fascinating. We're going to keep an eye on that. I did reach out to Congressman Jim Banks to see if we can get him on the program to discuss it. Uh, If if not today, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Let me get into Lena Dunham. Because this last hour, I was talking about those uh, videos for sexual consent, which is not a joke. There are people out there who are saying, hey, before we have sex, can you just, let me hit record. Can you just say that you're you're willing to uh, sex with me? You're doing this of your own free will. You consent to having sex with me? It's because there are guys out there who are like, listen, I don't want to be accused of rape. I want everything in my power to be able to kind of protect myself. You live in a world where someone can make a claim a day, a week, a month, a year, five years later. Well, you got to have something. You got to have something to be able to to help you against, you know, a lie. Now, not every woman is lying when she says that she was assaulted. Of course not. But some do. And some women lie about what happened and some women lie to cover up for others. And people will say, that doesn't happen. That never happens. You are attacking the victim, Tony Katz. This is a disgusting way to treat women. Lena Dunham has apologized to the the actress Aurora Perrineau. Aurora Perrineau says she was raped by the writer Murray Miller. Lena Dunham disputed that in a public statement in November of 2017. Lena Dunham wrote in 2017 that she had insider information, quote, insider knowledge of the situation, and it made her certain, certain that Perrineau, quote, misreported, unquote, the assault. Lena Dunham, uh, the show Girls, uh, everyone's favorite feminist and icon. Oh, what an important woman in today's America. She took to this guy's defense. His name is Murray Miller and said, this did not happen and I know what happened and this did not happen. But Dunham has apologized. 
She apologized in a letter that was published in The Hollywood Reporter. She writes at length about her own sexual trauma and admits that her claim of insider knowledge that would exonerate Miller was completely and totally made up. She made it up. She didn't have anything that would keep him uh, from, from having to deal with this allegation, but she wanted to protect him. If she wants to now put in uh, her own traumas in her life, she can. What does it excuse? Nothing. When someone I knew, she writes, someone I had loved as a brother was accused I did something terrible. I, pu- I did something inexcusable, she said, and wrote, I pu- publicly spoke up in his defense. There are a few acts I could ever regret more in this life. I didn't have the insider information I claimed, but rather blind faith in a story that kept slipping and changing and revealed itself to mean nothing at all. I wanted, she writes, to feel my workplace and my world were safe, untouched by the outside world, a privilege in and of itself, a privilege of ignoring what hasn't hurt you. And I claimed that safety at a cost to someone else, someone very special. You lied. Now, if Hollywood had any sense of decency whatsoever, any sense of moral morality, any sense of clarity, they would never hire her again. It would be over. They would say the Lena Dunham experiment is done and finished, and thank you, Cleveland, good night, and they'd walk out the door. Then they would shutter the building, set it on fire, and salt the earth where Lena Dunham once stood. What are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, she writes, it's painful to realize that while I thought I was self-aware, I had actually internalized the dominant male agenda that asks us to, fe- to defend it no matter what, protect it no matter what, baby it no matter what. Something in me still feels compelled to do that job, to please, to tidy up, to shopkeep. My job is now is now uh, to excavate that part of myself and to create a new cavern inside me where a candle stays lit always safely lit, and illuminates the wall behind it where these words are written. I see you, Aurora. I hear you, Aurora. I believe you, Aurora. You lying is not a man's fault. Lena Dunham. And on behalf of men, I'm not going to sit here and take it. Go to hell. Go to hell. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to play nice. I don't want to sit in a world where you can lie. You lied to uh, about a story to protect a friend, and then when it comes out that you're a liar, when you decide to announce that you're a liar, somehow somebody else's boys, somebody else's children, they have to deal with the brunt of it? You see, men are evil. The patriarchy's evil, and that's what made me do it. 12-year-old uh, boys all across America are, are, are supposed to deal with the ramifications of your lying? No. You're a weak person. You have weak character. Go to hell. That's the answer. That is the answer. It's not about kindness. It's not about finding a way to understand and forgive. If you want to, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you uh, not to. Go ahead. I can't control it. If other people want to forgive, that is completely up to them. I've learned over the years that it, it, it's it's different for everybody. For me, 
If 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 asking, uh, listen, I I don't know if I was necessarily the one aggrieved, right? I'm not uh, uh, Aurora Perrineau, so I don't know if she should accept this apology or not. But when uh, Lena Dunham decides to tell the world because it came out via Hollywood Reporter, um, uh, that uh, the problem is the dominant male agenda. She's going after your sons, going after uh, uh, all our kids. Still putting this out there that somehow the men are the problem when she's the liar. I don't. I I think I do get to have a say in it at that moment, and my say is go to hell. I'm sorry. Live your life. No one should hurt you. You should go about your life, and you should do it away from the rest of us. I would certainly hope. But if Hollywood gives you a job, exactly what moral code do they even think they can tell the rest of us? I wonder if Meryl Streep will call out Lena Dunham at the next Golden Globes or the Oscars. She's so brave, you know, because she calls out Donald Trump. Maybe when Robert De Niro is saying, F Trump this and F Trump that, he can throw in and, hey, Alina, F you too. Maybe I'll get one of those. Maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe they'll actually uh, turn inward. Maybe when Oprah Winfrey is talking about uh, the Me Too movement and how they have to stand strong and they have to stand up for the people uh, in, in, in the room and for the women in this industry, maybe she'll say, and hey, Lena Dunham, you don't get a Golden Globe. You don't get an Oscar. Maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe. But it's Hollywood. She'll get another job while she continues to attack men who didn't do a damn thing wrong. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY is the number. Ohio State, a bacon vending machine. Man, I just, that's just, that's how uh, it, it, it should work. It offers uh, cooked bacon strips and bacon bits for a dollar. I mean, but basically you can get that with like jerky, right? Like, it's like bacon jerky. I have always, um... Uh, said that I, I would love to have a a bacon shop inside an airport. I think that you know, a couple strips of bacon before you get on the plane. Like how every, everyone would be like, "Oh, bacon, everything's all right," except of course there'll be someone with a a bit of religious fanaticism who tells you it's totally wrong. But chocolate dip bacon, everything else, bacon on a stick. Oh, why not? I always I don't I don't know why. Just uh, you know, call it when pigs fly. And and see, get it because it's an airport, and then you put it right there, and you put, it, you, dude, don't mock, don't you're a terrible person, Ari, just the don't mock my ideas, North Carolina. So vote harvesting is a thing, and we saw this in California, where Democrats sent people out and said, hey, I'm here to collect your ballot, and I mean it's a crazy process. I don't even know why it's legal, and you can go and collect a ballot and. All of a sudden, it counts. Well, in North Carolina, the same thing happened. Vote when you're supposed to vote. Don't allow early voting. Don't allow late voting. You vote. You don't vote. Screw you next. But voting should be for a 24-hour period. That's, that's, that's how I would do it to avoid this nonsense. 
So in North Carolina, Wake County, the district attorney, Lauren Friedman, Freeman, uh, she's been investigating voting irregularities for about a year now, maybe a little bit over a year. Uh, in, in the House, um, uh, Jerry Connolly, who's a Democrat, is calling on House oversight to hold an emergency hearing to look into the allegations. This is about a congressional race where ballots were collected and then they were thrown out. So it was a very, very tight race, right? And more than 1,000 absentee ballots likely cast by Democratic voters in the 9th Congressional District may have been destroyed. So someone collected them from areas and said, okay, we don't want these to count, destroyed them, giving a Republican a victory. Listen, I'm opposed to voter fraud, Of uh, uh, period. <laughs> don't tell me about party. I oppose this stuff on every level. You Not only do you have to, are they going to run a new election? Right? That, that's, that's, my, my, uh, that's my question because they, yeah, they most probably have to. And, and, that, and that's absolutely right. This is out of control. North Carolina GOP leader saying he's open to new election amid the 9th District voter fraud controversy. Damn straight. And anybody, any Republican who isn't is out of their skull. Do Democrats work to steal elections? Yes. Did they try to steal the governor's race and the Senate race in Florida? Absolutely. Is Stacey Abrams of Georgia completely wrong about her election in Georgia? Absolutely. She lost. That she won't accept the results is disgusting. In the same breath, I tell you that if a voting machine showed up without the power cord, find out who drops off the voting machine and have them fired, and find out who's in charge and have them fired. I'm okay with that. The Secretary of State, if you can prove that the Secretary of State, who is now the governor-elect there, said, hey, don't, don't bring a voting cord, don't bring a power cord to that state, that precinct, all right, fire them too. But otherwise, just fire the people who brought the damn thing. I have no problem with that. None. You can't have a society. You can't, it can't be done when you don't have fair elections, when you have this kind of malfeasance. And we have created system upon system upon system to add to the malfeasance. We've got to get rid of all of that. A 24-hour voting period is what we should have. No harvesting of votes. But this isn't an app, people. Some things can't be done digitally. Just get your ass to the polls, vote, and go home. That's, that's your job. You have the democracy, if, if you will, just to be willing to exercise a bit of it. Get in the car. Oh, some people can't make it. Sure they can. They make it everywhere else in the world. They can make it. You going to get rid of absentee ballots? No. And I'm also going to allow the military to continue to vote. But I'm not going to allow it to be harvested. You're not allowed to go pick it up. You mail it back. You got to put a damn stamp on it. What are we doing until the day the post office is closed they shut it down and say yeah we don't need this anymore then we can come up with something new but this is 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 part two anybody who is okay with this republican or democrats out of their skull is nuts anybody who is okay with brenda snipes uh in in broward county is out of their skull
Anybody who is okay with the emergency voting centers in Arizona where people get to vote after Election Day is out of their skull. Just stop it. Can we please be honest? Can we please do that? By the way, you should know, uh, Ari, that I'm very serious about my bacon idea in airports. I legitimately thought it was a good idea. I don't know why you were... On the Facebook page, my very first producer, Holly Bacon, it's her name, Holly Bacon, is like, oh, yeah, we talked about that. That's right, we did, Holly. Holly Bacon, we should bring her back. You know, you know Holly. You don't know Holly Bacon, oh. dude. I have a long history. She better than me. She's she's got stories. She handled me when I was really crazy. Oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.